When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Joining us out of Aussie is Jordan Canellis, who uh, is a commentator for the A-League for SEN over there, and I appreciate him giving us time as he's in the car on his way to go watch Oakley Cannons take on Sydney FC in the uh, quarterfinals of the Australia Cup. G'day, Jordan. How are you? Are you there, Jordan? No? Air Jordan? You there, Jordan? Air Jordan. Air Jordan. Are you there, Jordan? Yes. Yeah, we got him. Yes, I got you. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Uh, have Have you made uh, it to the Oakley Cannons ground yet for your uh, quarterfinal against Sydney FC? Uh, not yet. I'm on the way though. I'm on route. I'm about uh, I reckon I'm over the halfway mark, so I'm not far away now. That's good, mate. That's good. I got Jacob Spoonley with me. Of course, played for the Phoenix, uh, played for the All Whites as well. And uh, we've been looking at the Phoenix lineup for tonight's game against Macarthur. It looks pretty solid. Not too much different for from what happened against Melbourne City. What we are interested in is Macarthur, um, given their interesting choice of a manager for this season, Dwight York. How's he been tracking? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm very curious to see Dwight York uh, and how he goes with with managing MacArthur this season because he doesn't really have a track record. This is one of his his first, uh, this is his first head coaching job, or he might have had uh, managerial assistant jobs or youth teams here and there in the past, but nothing that we can really grasp a major hold of uh, as far as his managerial career goes. But I guess he's got MacArthur to this point so far in the uh, in the Australia Cup round of uh, or past the round of 16 into the quarterfinals now. So. I guess it's a good start, but that's all we can really golf so far with Dwight York. All right, enough about Australian football, Jordan. We're going to go back into the Phoenix. <laughs> um, look, we've kind of seen Ufuk Tale maintain a decent foundation. He's got continuity in terms of some key cogs in the Wellington Phoenix machine. They've added to that a full complement of international players now. Uh, they're going to be playing back in Wellington, uh, we hope, for the majority of the season, uh, if not all of the home uh, season, including some home playoff games. What can we expect from this Wellington Phoenix team in the context of the A-League? I think in the A-League season, the continuity is, is massive. There's so much player turnover, uh, just generally speaking, in the A-League from, from season to season. So if you can keep... Uh, a similar squad, if you can keep a foundation, that's always going to be helpful. That's always going to help you uh, in just your your run to finals with team chemistry. You've got the same manager there. He's clearly building a good style. Uh, Ufuk Tale's got a good good reputation. He's come through a great system as well, being at Sydney FC uh, prior to this. But I think building that that core is is critical. And um, and it's a core with, with good young talent. There's a couple of older heads in there as well who are who are that, that's always a pivotal aspect. And then the, uh, the the foreign signings, I think I'm looking forward to seeing some of these guys. We saw a bit of uh, Kryov in the last match two weeks ago, the Bulgarian attacking midfielder who provided a bit um, in those... in those. Looks uh, like a bit of a freight train going forward, doesn't he, Jordan? He is. He's, he's actually taller than what I thought. He's a lot taller than what I thought. He's, um, and he can, he can get the ball in the box. 
he's good in that transition phase and he brings the other players in around him as well. So, um, I, to be honest, I'm I'm feeling pretty positive about Wellington. I wasn't feeling so positive this time last season about them because I didn't know what this refreshed squad was going to be. There was a lot of turnover. But now that we've seen a bit of the Phoenix from last season, we know a bit of the, the, the quality of those foreign signings. I've got a positive outlook on the Phoenix this season. We haven't even talked about, um, I think, one of the best midfielders uh, in the competition moving from Newcastle Jets to the Wellington Phoenix and Steven Ugarkovic. We're not going to see him tonight because he's cup-tied, but he, for me, is one of the more interesting signings. Clearly, um, come to Wellington as a bit of a, a launching pad, only signed a one-year deal, hoping that he'll follow potentially the likes of um, Bacchus uh, and Atkinson and the likes across to either Scotland or Europe. Um, but I see him as being potentially maybe the signing of the season um, when we look back upon the 2022-23 season. Yeah, I agree. I think Steven Ugarkovic, he was a guy that was being spoken about for Socceroos squads at times. Um, last season was probably a bit of a roadblock. Well, um, pardon me, Western Sydney Wanderers uh, a bit of a poison chalice at the moment, it feels like. Any time a player goes there, their career might stall a little bit. Um, so him going to, to the Wanderers last season might have just put the brakes on his career a little bit. Otherwise, he could have been a bolter for the Socceroos squad for the World Cup. So that just goes to show the quality of the guy and how shrewd the signing is. Having someone like that um, in your midfield, being a a sturdy, um, deep-lying sort of playmaker slash defensive destroyer in in midfield, he's probably more on the defensive side of things than a a playmaker. Uh, But I think that's that's a really good signing. In a position of the field for Wellington, which has had quality in there, um, but having a, a name like that being the pivot, I think is I think that's a really good move. So I'm I'm curious to see how he goes. I think it'll be a good season for him. I completely wrote off his time at Wanderers. To be perfectly honest, I just went straight back to yeah. Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, well, I, was, I was just going to say. I mean, we're looking forward to having him at the Phoenix, but he probably won't be on pins. It's fair to say after uh, after Eden Park. Um, <laughs> hey, Jordan, I, I get, get your take on this, mate, because. Uh, this is the TAB over here. So this is our local bookmaker, right? Uh, the outright betting on the A-League. Melbourne City are favourites at $4. Melbourne victory four fifty. Sydney FC seven fifty. Wellington Phoenix are last at $36. Uh, that's ridiculous. I think that's pretty ridiculous. I think that's, um, that's, that's actually more ridiculous that it's the New Zealand bookies that are saying that. Yeah. I feel like... I would think, we're proactively uh, tool popping the situation, John. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, yeah. Melbourne City, Melbourne Victory. That's going to be. That's you know based off last season. They'll be up there. Um, Sydney FC. People love Sydney FC, even if they're not going to have a great season. But Phoenix, I think, should be at least top four. Top six, I'm maybe. thinking. Yeah. What, what yeah. are you What are you thinking? I reckon aspirationally, like you want to challenge the likes of Victory and City. I think they're going to be in that conversation. There's a little bit, for me, Jordan, um, they're kind of in this little peloton with Adelaide and potentially, I mean, the the big uncertainty for me is Perth and what they do with Zadkovic taking the team forward. They look to have recruited well, but we're not quite sure what kind of direction they're going to have. And then Newcastle, if Newcastle can get up and away, they're going to not only take points off teams like they did last year, but they could potentially become a bit of a force themselves. So where do you kind of see it playing out at the moment? Um, and what should the Phoenix realistically be aiming for? I think I think making finals is a, is a realistic possibility. I think right now there's a couple of volatile teams in the league uh, at the moment. So Perth, we saw last season, that, that was a volatile season from them. Um, it, I don't know if it's going to be... It, it might be a little more stable this season for Perth, but having a, a, a rookie manager in Ruben Zadkovic um, might just, you know, might 
been a little slow moving for, for Perth out of the gates. Brisbane are always a bit of a volatile team as well, just because Warren Moon likes the um, the youth a lot. He plays a lot of youth. Um, so will they have the um, the legs to go the journey? But I think the I think Wellington Phoenix have that stability that I spoke about earlier. Having that core of the squad, uh, I think a lot of the players in that team are underrated. Plus they've managed, well, not I shouldn't say managed, that's undermining, but they've brought in um, good talent. They've brought in Costa Barbarousas. They've brought in those foreign signings that you named, Priyev and, and Jan Sase, the Brazilian, among others. So I think I think finals um, is not out of the question at all. I think it's I think that should be a very realistic game for the Phoenix. What about uh, then tonight's opponents? I know Jacob didn't really want to talk about Australian football, but I do have to ask because that that MacArthur team last <laughs> season, I, their their whole recruitment strategy seemed to be let's buy the best player from every other team and put them in our team, um, and it didn't work. Um, it I doesn't know, work, Ricardo. I, no, I it think doesn't. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've won four nil and six nil <laughs> in the uh, in, in the Australian Cup so far against non A League teams. Have you seen any of them? Uh, what's their recruitment been like? Is it going to be a similar squad? Uh, I think it's going to be a similar squad. There's been a couple of players who've come and gone. I think Daniel Alzani's in this team this season, which is um, it's going to be uh, fun. I think in, in, would be one word to describe him seeing back in the league. Um, uh, there was a few soft spots in their in their team last season. They, they didn't really have a central midfielder all year. They had to convert a couple of players like Tommy Orr, who was a winger, into being a centre mid. Charles. Oh, he's just gone down a hole. Yeah, there was, there was, yeah, there was, there was, um, there was gaps in that team last season. So how does Dwight York address those? I don't have. I'm driving at the moment, so I don't have the, the full transfer list in front of me right now, but. Um, but I know that there has been turnover. There's been turnover at the back as well with some of their defenders. The system that they use, is it, is it different from, um, from what we've seen in the Australia Cup so far to when we reached the league? Um, you probably think not. This is a bit of a warm-up, isn't it, for, the, um, for some of the, the coaches and their systems into the A-League. But MacArthur, I, I'm, I'm a bit... It's, it's a very unknown thing, to be honest. I, I don't really have any strong convictions either way on MacArthur just because... I don't know what to expect from Dwight York. The turnover from the squad is is has been slightly heavy, but the players they bring in have a lot of um, have a lot of experience uh, and 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 pedigree. So uh, I think I don't think we're going to see them down the bottom by any means, MacArthur. I still think I still think they'll be uh, a team who they could finish as high as top four this season, MacArthur. They do have the player who um, has the most punchable face in the league, though I think, and and, and Lachlan Rose. Oh, you reckon? <laughs> I like Lucky Rose. Yeah, well, he's just... come from nowhere, oh. by the way. He <laughs> <laughs> was just—I was just going through the squad, and I was like, oh, I remember him from last year. He used to—I used to get wound up watching him. He—I uh, he, mean, if he was—if he was he's in the Phoenix team, you'd player. probably love him. But uh, you know, yeah, oh, he's, he's a crafty player. He's a good sort, though. I, he's, he's dynamic up front. I didn't really expect him to play as a as a striker at times, but. He filled a need, and, and he did that to a uh, to pretty decent effect at times last season when they needed him up front. Yeah. And just pivoting away from club... people in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> and, and club um, trans-Tasman rivalry, uh, Jordan. If we can now look at your national team... And I've got to still say, I am, uh, I'm salty, mate, because you guys are on your way to the World Cup in Doha, and I appreciate that in isolation. Wish you all the best. We're not going, though, because for some reason we had a goal taken off us. We couldn't score for the rest of the game against a Costa Rican side that was largely underwhelming. But 
we do get to play you guys in Brisbane, which is kind of like small New Zealand, mm. and then back in Auckland um, within a couple of days. Farewell games uh, for both teams before you guys go off and do your thing at the World Cup. What do you think that squad is going to look like? Because I imagine there's it's largely going to be made up of players um, of Socceroos who will go to the World Cup. But there'll be a couple of little gambles, I think, with Arnie. He'll want to see a couple of questions answered over the course of those two games. And who's going to be the players that you see that are on the periphery at the moment that could make their way into the squad if they get a decent 180-odd minutes under their belts against New Zealand in September? Uh, I think there's so the, the positions that spring to mind right now would be uh, one of them is striker. There hasn't been a, a solid soccer striker really since... Tim Cahill, but the pool of players that we have at strikers at the striker position has remained consistent. So Jamie McLaren, Mitch Duke, Adam Taggart, uh, when he's been fit, and and then we've had a couple of others here and there that have floated in it. Like we had Bruno Fornaroli come in for a game or two when he got his uh, his citizenship. So he's Uruguayan, Jordan. Is, that's no. well, well, he, I saw him wearing the green and gold, so he's Australian as far as we're concerned. Um, yeah, but the pool has been consistent with striker. Um, it's just who is who's going to be the starter is is the main uh, question. Uh, Graham Arnold loves Mitch Duke. Jamie McLaren's been the, the two or three time reigning Golden Boot winner in the A League now. Um, does he bring in someone like Jason Cunnings, who is the he's the name on everyone's lips over here? Um, his half season last year with the Mariners when he came in was was scintillating. He knows how to find the back of the net. He's good in the final third. Uh, that's one of the bolters. Um, the other position is. Um, is at fullback. Uh, so we've got Aziz Vage at left back, who I think is a lock, but right back is still a question. Um, Frank Karacic, who's been based in, in Italy now in the Serie B, and uh, Nathaniel Atkinson, who has gone over to Scotland. They're, they're only fairly new to the system. Um, they both performed reasonably well in those qualifiers against the UAE in Peru a couple of months ago, uh, but it's still open. So will someone like Lewis Miller who was at the Mariners last season. He's gone to Scotland now. Will he be someone who can be a bolter? Um, he wasn't bad playing for the Ollie Roos a couple of months ago as well. So that's another position that, uh, that can be looked at. The rest of the squad, I think, I, I would say 19, 18, 19, 20 players probably pick themselves, but there's a couple of positions for, for some bolters. So there's just a couple of names for you, but... Um, I think most of the positions, it, it, I, I wouldn't think the, the starting 11 anyway deviates too much from uh, from the Peru and UAE match. And there isn't really much time for the A-League players to prove themselves either because they've only got six weeks of the A-League to, to, to play before the World Cup. So those who are in Europe right now have the big advantage because their season is already started. I'll introduce you to a couple of names um, that you might get familiar with over the course of the games. Joe Bell, Marco Stamenic and Matt Garbett. And I know that's kind of coming in quite hot, but they're going to be the foundation of our team for the next decade. Um, Matt Garbett and Marco Stamenic, they are thoroughbreds, Jordan. They can do pretty much everything. And uh, Marco Stamenic is on the periphery of the uh, Copenhagen squad at the moment. He made his uh, Champions League debut um, uh, in the playoff game. My question, though, is who will they come up against in the green and gold? Because there is a player that is near and dear to our hearts in New Zealand by the name of Cam Devlin. And if Arnie doesn't want to play him, we will have him, I think, is the opinion of most Phoenix uh, fans. 
there's a couple of players on that fringe, isn't there? There's Devlin. There's also Johnny Stensness as well, who's already uh, been penciled yeah, in no, for the, the, the yeah, We can't have that. Or, no, Jordan, come I, on, man. Come on. This is a Kiwi <laughs> I know, show. I, I, I had to fire back. I had to fire back. Um, <laughs> Devlin has been... He, he's been performing lights out in, in Scotland at the moment. He's, uh, his game a couple of nights ago um, for Hearts, I think he was... If he wasn't man of the match, he was close to... He had another great performance... Um, in just their most recent game. But his, his season last year, uh, his start to this season has been great. So I think, I would love to see him play, to be honest. I think he's, um, the centre of midfield has been, uh, that's probably another position I could have spoken about before, centre of the park. It just it feels like right now it's pretty uh, almost settled with Moy and, and Irvine in there. But we haven't had a, a good holding midfielder really since Millet Jednak retired. So Cam Devlin is not as big as Jednak, but he's, he is... Uh, he's compressed, mate. He's concentrated Yedinak. That's what he mate, is. He's, <laughs> a, he's, he's a pocket rocket Yedinak. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to see him. And um, I think he would add... I mean, he's got the quality, clearly. He's got the quality. He was so impressive in his time in the A-League. And he's continued that form over in Scotland. So, I don't know what the hold-up is for Graham Arnold. I've got a question for you. It's, it's uh, Socceroos adjacent. Um, given that there was the uh, Celtic 9, Dundee United 0 uh, recently, is Mark yeah. Bittigitti the new Michael Theocletus? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he might be. He might be. He's, um, well, he didn't. He didn't. He was. He was on. He was on the field for that Champions League 9 0 but he was on the bench, wasn't he, for Dundee the other night against Celtic? So he didn't concede those goals. But um, it hasn't been a. Uh, hasn't been a bright start for him, has it, over in Scotland? And this is a guy who uh, a lot of people were saying, why isn't he the third choice keeper for the Socceroos uh, over someone like Andrew Redmayne, who, who ends up being our, uh, our qualifying hero? Uh, but Birrigidi's, I mean, you guys have seen him, you know what he's like in the A League. He's been one of the best shot stoppers when he's been here. But, um, but I don't know. How, do you, how would you guys explain it? Going from the A League to then going overseas and then everything just doesn't feel like it fits in right. That's probably what Mark Birrigitte is feeling like right well, now. Well, Jordan, you've come, you've come to the right place, mate, because um, not only am I a player that went to Europe and it didn't quite happen, I'm also a player that used to wear the gloves. So, yeah, it's a, it's an incredibly competitive environment, and I think Jurgen Klopp explained it the best. He said that football, particularly in Europe, is like a train, and if you're late, you're late, and it leaves without you. And I feel like, um, although I don't want it to happen, that might be happening to Mark Birrigitte at the moment. Um but just coming back to more important things, mate. Um, who, are, who, who, who is the? Uh, who are the players that the Socceroos will have their eye on um, that will provide a threat in the white and black? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, how 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 strong will your squad be? Do you reckon? Uh, from what I understand, we will have a full-strength squad coming back. This is effectively our second leg of our Intercontinental Playoff, Jordan, and the boys have a real emotional tie to this. Um, so they're trying to do everything they possibly can to put themselves in position. We've had a couple of ACL injuries, so the likes of Francis DeFries, um, our uh, our second-choice left-back, um, obviously Alex Roof is out as well. So there are a couple of injuries that are keeping um, some players out, but... The majority of players will be there and they are really going to enjoy this. The pre-sales for the game in Eden Park are through the roof at the moment, mate. We're hoping for a sellout at this particular point. Well, Chris would be starting, do you think? Yeah, yeah. I would say so unless he gets injured. It might sound like a low-hanging fruit, but that is going to be, I think that's going to be one test that, um, and that'll depend on our squad as well and how fit some of our defenders are because the one 
defender that Arnie loves is Harry Sutar, who's the big two-metre-tall centre-back um, playing in England at the moment, and he's recovering from an ACL injury. Um, but he should be back just in the nick of time, I would think, for the World Cup. And, uh, and those warm-up games, or those uh, farewell games, I should say, against New Zealand will be a massive test for him just to get um, back on the international stage, playing against a quality striker like Chris Wood. Um, I think that's going to be one of those uh, one-on-one battles on the field that'll actually be quite crucial to Australia's preparation for the World Cup. So that's probably the one I'd be looking closest at. Well, I want to introduce you to our left-hand side, mate, which is Libby Kakache, who is playing Serie A at the moment for Empoli. Um, Matt Garbett, who is on the fringes, and he's going to break through in Torino this year. So we're going to have a very Italian-dominated left-hand side. And then Elijah Just has just moved from FC Helsingor into AC Horsen. So he's playing Superliga along with the likes of Joe Bell and Marco Stamenich, mate. So if I can... Give you any tips, mate? It would be just to give your um, right-hand side of defence a bit of a heads up because they are very dynamic, mate. But I think the most important question that we've got for you, because you're obviously on your way to Oakley Cannons and Sydney FC while we sit here and watch Wellington Phoenix and MacArthur FC, um, is what is the half-time meal going to be, Jordan, this evening for you? The half-time meal is going to be a souvlaki mm. at uh, Oakley. Oakley are a, are a Greek, uh, historically Greek club, so... Um, I was here a few weeks ago and they played uh, Brisbane City, it was, in the round of 16, and I had one. Pretty good. So it's lucky again tonight at halftime. For me. Only pretty good, Jordan. Pretty good, pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm partial to Heidelberg United, who are up uh, in the north of Melbourne, which is the region where I am, and Heidelberg also. Yellow and black, club, mate. Exactly, they do a very good Suvlaki. So I think that ranks number one for me, but Oakley's is a, a close second. Oh, second. All right, the souvlaki. Uh, uh, you, you get it all here on the world of football. Uh, halftime meal tips, souvlaki ratings, and uh, we even talk football from time to time. Hey, Jordan, um, really appreciate your time, mate. Uh, go well. Enjoy your game tonight, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon, eh? Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Ricardo. Thank you, Jacob.